Welcome to the Spark Youth Podcast. Spark is the youth ministry of the Enfield and Strathfield Anglican Church. Our mission is to gather to hear God's word, to grow in Christ's likeness, and to go in prayerful proclamation. To find out more about us, you can go to our website at fields.org.au forward slash spark, or you can find us on our Instagram page at instagram.com forward slash youth underscore of underscore spark. Someone else's child more than their own. And that's, that's kind of completely understandable. My wife, um, I mean, she gave birth to our kids whenever they, they got used to her over years and years and years. So you're never probably going to love a child um, apart from your own as much as your own. Um, but Paul still makes it, um, he seems to give this idea that if you're part of a church family and belong to Christ, then um, in particular older members of the family are actually in some way mothers to their spiritually younger children. So um, it's a kind of a question we want to raise. Um, how much do you know and love and care for kids in our family um, that aren't your own? Um, the other image that Paul uses there is also, he also was like a father, and he uses it in that passage as a way to speak about exhortation and teaching and helping them to follow the commands of God. So um, in the same way, um, fathers have a key responsibility to teach their sons, um, uh, I guess it raises a question, how much do you um, actually uh, think about and practice teaching other people's kids the truth about the Lord Jesus Christ? So um, we want to raise some of these questions today because we believe that kind of church family and church relationships are really key to growing our young kids um, in the gospel. So I'm going to hand over the mic. This is going to help us think a bit more kind of um, broadly about that. Thanks, Mike. Um, <laughs> sounds like I'm thanking myself. <laughs> um, that Mike, thank you. Um, yeah, so I know, just thinking about um, piggybacking off that passage, thinking about the importance of our church family in forming relationships with our kids and youth and forming their faith. Um, just thinking about um, yeah, how university and, and beyond for the faith of our kids, uh, Fuller Youth Institute uh, did a study of 500 youth group graduates and they looked at the growth of those uh, youth and, and to see how they went with sticking to their youth post-school. And they found as many as 50% of kids who are connected to a youth group when they graduated failed to stick with um, their faith when they went on to uni or, or work or whatever else. And so um, knowing that once youth graduate, they're, they're opened to um, so many, they're dislocated from their Christian community, they face temptations, pressures, objections to their faith, and, and we know it's becoming increasingly hard for our, for our youth um, and our kids, even at school, uh, in working out how do they stick to Jesus when there are so many people telling them that there are better ways to live or that there's something wrong with their faith. How can we support them to persevere against the tides of secularism, of doubt, of temptation? And so the key thing we want to focus on today, Mike and I, is that faith formation in our young people is a community project. Faith formation in our young people is a community project. In other words, you've probably heard the saying, it takes a village to raise a child, so to speak. And um, I've got a diagram coming up on the screen. It's um, the picture of a one-eared Mickey Mouse. And it's an image that's sometimes used to describe the relationship between 
youth and kids ministry and the rest of the church. And so the large circle represents the life of the church and the adult congregations, Mickey Mouse's head, and the smaller circle, the kids and youth ministry, Mickey Mouse's one ear, loosely attached off to the side. Now, obviously, we all want to see our youth grow as disciples of, of Jesus and our kids, um, and we're all, but, but church should be um, viewed, I think, as a, um, a second family for our youth and our kids. So I think w- we want to see that, that kids and youth, the goal should be to, as much as we can, involve it into the, the life of our church congregations, of our broader family, have the mindset that our kids and youth are part of our church now. And as a family, um, the church community is where kids and teenagers see models of godly decisions being made by young adults and um, other adults who are their older brothers and sisters, where they can learn from models of long-term faithfulness in their grandparents in the faith even, where young people from broken and divided homes can find role models and advocates in their spiritual parents at, at church. And it's not just the traffic goes one way, that it's all the benefit going towards the kids and youth, but young people have optimism, creativity, energy, and can energise our, our whole church. Adults who have no children of their own, along with those who have family relationships that have broken as a result of their commitment to Christ, as we know in Mark 10, it says, they receive a hundred times as much in this present age, brothers, sisters, children. Um, Several years ago, a guy called Richard Ross, a pioneer in the field of family ministry, predicted that at some point in the future, here's the quote, teenagers will only experience church life with people almost precisely their own age. Adults will find no ways to bless children, must less even see them. Young people will be cut off from the richness of almost all adult relationships. And most importantly, they will not see members of their own families until it's time to meet at their cars to go home. So for now, um, am I correct in suggesting that though a separation of age groups in the church um, can be valuable, it can also sometimes undermine the blessing of the entire church community in the way it helps form the faith of our young people. And so some dangers um, of being an, in an age-segregated church um, or heavily segregated church, that, that the church might not perceive parents as the primary responsibility of raising their kids, that age-specific ministries in the church are increasingly expected to have the primary role of the, in the faith of their kids and young people. And that some children and youth might experience church in um, isolation from much of the wider church body. And so there's a book that I, I read that's really helpful and I've mentioned it before. It's called Sticky Faith. And a key principle that relates to intergenerational ministry that we're focusing on today is that teens who have five adults invested in them are less likely to leave the church. So kids and teens... Uh, who have five adults invested in them, are less likely to leave the church. And so we need a new five-to-one ratio. Sometimes you've heard of maybe the one leader to every five kids. Maybe in a classroom it might be more than that. But we need to be thinking five adults for every one kid or youth, I think is a helpful thing to aim for. And so we're going to be discussing what challenges we might face in our own context or personally to achieving that kind of goal where our church community is involved in the life and the faith formation of our young people. So um, I think I'm inviting Mike back up now.
Um, uh, Mike's kind of shared that um, building relationships with the wider church family is incredibly important for young kids and youth. Um, but we recognise that there are there are different challenges for that happening, both for you personally as well, maybe on a structural level as well. Um, we, we need to hear about those things. We want to kind of feedback with you guys so that we can work out how to, how to best address those things. So what we'd like you to do in your tables is um, select describe, um, and then we want you to, um, on one side of the paper it says, um, in what ways do you find um, building relationships challenging at church? So it could be, um, to just give you some kind of ideas, it could be anything from my kids don't feel like they have any friends, or it could be um, there's just like the timing of all the congregations, it's uh, hard when maybe youth groups on at this time and it's hard to meet um, on a Sunday, for example. Uh, it could be, but it could also be like my kids don't really know any adults in the congregation. So um, everything and anything you want to hear it. So um, spend a bit of time brainstorming as a group and we're just going to write a few things down on the board when we come back. So you've got about 10 minutes to do that. We're all leaders here. Probably need to get um, a couple on that table, maybe some of the youth leaders, particularly on that table. Sorry, with well, I forgot to acknowledge the leaders uh, of our kids and youth. A lot of them are here as well. And Sorry, we love can, you guys, and they're important. Um, yeah, if you want to so, make sure, like, it also might be related to them. It might be, I don't know my kids. Or, or do you think leaders. we bring some of them over? What do you think? Yeah. Yeah, Julia. Head over to. Yeah, so Nine and Kids Church table. No, no, it's like um, age related, so I guess, yeah. I'm noticing we've got like um, kids and youth. We don't have like anyone from the seven to eight youth table, so we might like have a mixed, we might have a mixed table with a couple of one or two leaders here. Yeah. We notice because um, a lot of you have like um, primary and high school, so Jiho is here as a junior leader because no, we, um, don't have any parents on the seven to eight youth table, so we'll Jiho and yeah. I might I might sit here as well. Just letting you know that you probably are aware, but Rhiannon, who's not able to make it, yeah. She's happy to just listen, but yeah. not participate. Sure. Yeah. sure. Okay. Yeah. But if you, need, if, you, if you do need to rest, Rhiannon, that's fine. It'll help with your Korean listening skills. <laughs> Hello. Thanks for helping with food. Yeah, it's great. It's really great food. <laughs> A lot. Um, would you like to join in the tables now? There's, there's not many um, senior uh, youth parents. Are you? Yeah, I was thinking particularly of you, Abdel. I would talk to you first. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, that's fine. I'll let her go. Yeah, I'll, I'll there. jump up here. Yeah, over there. the
families do this, you know, so I know every congregation is different and so like I'm facing it next year. I don't I would I don't know what I, don't, I guess guidance from leaders and the staff members, um, like suggestions of what would be helpful for kids transitioning up to the next level. I know because I noticed that um, Sophie sat in with um, the adult service, but then I don't see others. So I'm thinking it's she didn't have any time. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm. And generally, we know she was going to miss with spa. We encourage her to see the service. Yeah, yeah. See, I don't know so, yeah. if they are encouraged to do so as to sit with the adults or not. Mm. Line with Anna's comment, I think there was um, my experience as well that I was, I had no idea. And then my daughter started and then we faced all different timing, presentation, options, options, and she comes running with us. And then thankfully, there's quite a second a whole lot of things happening, adjusting, and still I feel not really settled mm-hmm. in a way that navigating my daughter into youth group in some ways and for my son, and I find it hard, like, for example, tomorrow at 9am have a church picnic, which we love to do as a family, and we like our kids interacting with families or adults and all that, but it's at the same time as well. We logistically can't go bring them back, so Sophie has to be sitting at Spark tomorrow, which is not ideal, but that's kind of helpful to do. So there's a bit of, it's a tension of time, you know, there's conflict, and there's things that come up. <laughs> well, exactly. So, I mean, to us, the church I'm sitting is way organised. So, unfortunately, like I know she yeah, yeah. like not being able yeah. to meet you for lunch and things like that, which would be wonderful. But and then I guess from that too, with some um, relationships with the leaders, like I know like we've talked to Mike about this before, is that the kids and the teens they want to have build their relationships with the leaders. They want to, they look up to the guys. They want to just chill and chat and get to know the leaders and. Mm. You know, and hanging out, mm. yeah. 
<laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean they do. They, I think they they enjoy kids' church. I think. I mean, at the start, they're all nervous and shy. But like a few weeks in, they 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 enjoy going out. So. And they enjoy playing with each other as well. Which is great. It's just the most. It's so cute. Yeah, they are. You have the less cute ones. <laughs> <laughs> They're so cute. They're cuter than the year 11s and 12. <laughs> what, what are your chairs for like, leaders? Um, yeah, I guess like, because like as much as we want them to have relationships with us, we I think the relationships that they build with each other is really important as well. So just trying to like facilitate that. But I guess, like, because, like, Spark is so structured and, like, we do have, like, a set time when we start and when we finish. Because I remember back when I was at Spark, like, we would come back um, to, like, St. Andrews and, like, back then they would have church lunch every week. So I guess, like, that was sort of the time that I would be able to spend, like, with people in my grade and, like, I would wait for, like, my mum to finish, like, her lunch and stuff. And I guess, like... They don't have that anymore, so it's like as soon as it finishes, they usually like get picked up and go. Um, so yeah, I think that is a bit hard. I think that's certainly a challenge of the location. Mm. There's no public transport. Yeah. So we can't say, oh yeah, after you finish, yeah, yeah. just hang out and then come home yeah. by yourself, even if they are of an age where mm-hmm. they can take them. Off. You definitely just have to go and pick mm. them up. Mm. And yeah. That's, that, that's really challenging. Like, I feel like the location is is a challenge because if it was somewhere they can get to by themselves like a bus or a train yeah, yeah. they can even invite friends mm. to but as it is okay. we need to finish church get there early yeah. come back or whatever or drop them off and yeah. then come up yeah. so it's, it's a bit of a because mm. like even when we used to meet at Meriden, like we used to walk over there, and I guess like yeah. we had that time yeah. to walk. Yeah. And then, yeah. 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 Um, or the congregation generally, but like um, yeah, having that time, just informing, chatting, how how they're going, just catching up. Yeah, I kind of miss that. Trying to get there a little bit more often now. But, yeah. Okay. Thank you for um, being willing to discuss some of those. Now, just um, I thought we what we do is we kind of gather some thoughts together. I'll try my best to sort of systematically write them on the board. Um, <laughs> Just what I'm going to do, I'm going to go around to the tables and just share a challenge that you maybe noticed. Maybe just share one challenge per table. Um, the part of the reason as well we call it a challenge and not problem is because we also we recognise that there's going to be no perfect church, and so we want to. And also we're in this together, trying to um, encourage each other to find some ways in which we can um, get, kind of uh, you know have solutions to those challenges. So um, let's start with...
<laughs> That's so good. I guess coming from the eleven learning congregation, um, the, one of the main challenges is that it's everybody's so spread out. So in terms of um, location of where families come from, it's harder to get together maybe during the week or. So yeah, so actually that's not just 11.30 is it, so um, our church is made up of people who are very geographically um, dispersed, yeah, and I guess, um, just as a follow up, is there, what, what's one kind of another challenge that comes out of that for you guys as a family? Because of the location? Yeah. Is it harder to meet up and, yeah. Yeah, whereas if you all live, a block yeah. of distance to each other, you can kind of just go to each other's yeah. house. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Um, that's a bit more of an issue. It sounds like that's more of an issue for uh, the 9 o'clock, 9.30, not as much for the 9.30 Enfield congregation. Most of you guys are Okay, let's go to Enfield table at the back. Thank you. Um, just one more. Um, I think you can mention more. You can mention two, we'll come back and give you So we had a few groups around how to get to know the kids' church leaders better. Um, so we had a few ideas about that, but that, yeah, that was one of the, the main things we talked about. So challenge to get to know, yeah, your leaders, who yes. are they, yeah. So, yeah, um, their story, yep. Yeah. talked about how we can get the kids to join the adults more in morning tea. Yeah. At the moment there's a, a bit of a segregation at the moment. Yeah. Okay. So um, morning tea.
another structural thing where there's, yeah, something Spike meets it. For those of you who don't know, Spike meets over at St. John's at the moment. So congregations have to drop their kids off and they get all woke and come back to their congregation. There's obviously challenges with that. Yeah. Um, one more from, do you guys have any other challenges written down? Go for it. I did say two. But <laughs> 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 Okay, that's okay. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> you can go. You can go. Uh, three, I'm oh, go on. <laughs> we did have something here around um, friendships with the other children, and I think that was around. Um, I think we did just really spark that itself, like uh, having kids, um, you know, interact with each other and form those friendships, and also, I guess, follow on from that point because they did hang around afterwards as well mm. yes so kids feeling like they have um, uh, not don't have close friends yeah. <laughs> yeah okay let's move on thank you that's a big one yeah okay so yep we're 9am kids church so one of the things that came up was um, yeah, some of the kids uh, know each other really well, so they're, you know, pretty close. Um, but then you've got sort of newer kids that are a bit on the fringe and um, may not be able to uh, mingle so well. So that was one thing. Yeah, uh, yeah and on a related note, uh, like, um, sometimes there aren't enough like boys in the same age group um, was one of the um, reflections that came up so especially with you know attendance being sporadic from time to time with you know sickness and during winter and stuff so um, yeah just not enough kids that age group like same sex um, they were that so that was one sort of topic area and then Oh, and then another good one was um, just how do we as parents, um, or, or, or even just any older Christian, um, encouraging the church, uh, the, the kids' church leaders, and what opportunities you know we have to be able to do that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah so another one for the leaders. Thank you. Yeah, those are really helpful. Um, so... This is one I've noticed as well. The, there's obviously in every church and in our church as well, because all the congregations and families that really that know each other really well, they might have grown up together in the church. And then there's other people who have not been around for very long, might find it harder to fit into those circles. At the same time, I've also seen new families who actually have made a big effort to fit in. So it's not mutually exclusive as well. Um, and then I don't know what to do about that one. Sometimes there are more boys than guys like yeah, yeah, have more babies. I don't know. Anyway, um, we'll come back to that one. Thank you, John. Let's go to our far, my far left. Sophia, in your table. So I'll speak on behalf of the parents. So I'm on the Sparky 11 and 12 table. Um, so the mothers were mentioning, so for high schoolers, I think informal time and meeting time is quite important. And I guess with venue changes, um, parents dropping off their kids separately have sort of um, impacted that valuable time so before they shuttle bus together or they walk 
together and then also come back um, after 11.30 and eat together. So yep. that time sort of has been taken away. Um, another thing that was mentioned was um, some mothers have older sons that used to be a spark and back then I think they had opportunities to invite the leaders over to her house as well. Uh, whereas now I think that's sort of changed or her son sort of says, Oh, no, let's not invite people. <laughs> so, <laughs> relationship change, or yeah. yeah. Yes. So another one. Yeah. Okay. So the first one was sort of not, sort of there are obviously structural challenges with um, time and location for Spark in particular, and then yeah, just that continued question: How do we keep caring for leaders? Perhaps in the past there's been opportunities to um, have leaders around for dinner, but for whatever reason that might have changed. Yep. Okay, down the front, last table. I'll, then I'll give Gloria the second one. Okay. Yeah, so we were Spark and Ignite uh, Year 9 and 10. Yeah, so that was the discussion. A lot of the things on here have already been said. Um, I think we, we can add the leaders getting to know the youth just takes time. Was a comment made? Yeah. Um, parents getting to know the leaders was definitely talked about as well. Yeah, so I think the only other different one we have is uh, technology being a distraction in the meeting for the kids, not the leaders. Just fleshed out the technology thing for me. Well, yeah. in, in relation to its challenge to build relationships. Oh, I think like some kids, they're too shy or introverted, so they tend to just close off and I guess like look into their phones and social media instead of um, yeah fostering more friendships with your your groups and maybe one more challenge to add is um, a lot of the leaders during youth after youth group have a lot of commitments in ministry so for SBF sometimes after spark right after we have like music practice or one on ones. So that could really impact how we can um, spend more time with the kids. Yeah. Yeah, I know, I've noticed a lot of our youth and kids leaders um, are, are like involved with about four or five different ministries. So they're very busy on a Sunday um, and, and even during the week as well. So, um, yep, okay. That's really helpful. Do you want to add a second one? find it difficult to, especially in the Korean church, I know that my own children find it really difficult to, to walk up to adults and say hi, and perhaps vice versa, so I think there's a cultural challenge for adults to get to know each other better. And the other thing that we talked about was the sometimes the irregular attendance by families find um, I think leads to challenge because it just takes that longer yeah. time to get to know each other. Yeah. yeah, so even when Chris mentioned like even getting to church each week is like it's a huge thing, like in terms of just building relationships. Um, okay, so there's kind of a snapshot of some challenges uh, that we've noticed um, in terms of building relationships. There's um, Kind of broadly, it looks like there are some things which are inbuilt into our structures, which um, 
maybe present a lot of challenges. It's not necessarily the, not necessarily, you wouldn't call it the problem itself necessarily. Um, and then there's the personal side of your own children building their own friendships with each other, um, with their leaders as well. And also parents and older people trying to get to know leaders as well as kids getting to know adults. So if that five to one ratio is true, there's a whole lot of opportunities to kind of meet these challenges. Um, we're gonna try and work out how we can then go about doing that in the next bit. So um, uh, before we move on to kind of brainstorming some solutions, I think Mike, um, if it wasn't raised on here, you might want to raise just a couple more challenges that you've noticed as well. Oh, um, yep. Did you have any, anything else you wanted to add? Or? Uh, I'm okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, I mean, I guess um, things I've noticed um, personally, like coming from like a non-Korean um, multi-congregational church, um, I think, yeah, all youth come from different congregations. And um, yeah, in the past, like I've experienced church where they kind of grow up in the same church um, and kind of know each other and know the families. But uh, here I've noticed they kind of sometimes come into a youth group from different congregations not having known each other before and and yeah it, t- it takes a lot more time for them to kind of try and bond uh, yeah and so that's one um, I think it yeah, just each congregation has a, a different culture and demographic as well like um, you know you got 1130 which is Korean speaking um, and and obviously it's hard for a youth to or a kid to attend that congregation if they don't speak Korean um, and I think yeah the kids I think at 9 and 9.30, some of the lunches, well, at least uh, morning tea, I noticed, but maybe some of the lunches. I, I, ma- I know at 9.30, I think that some of the kids and youth come along, I imagine. But um, I, I think um, at 11.30, I noticed, like, the, the um, parents would... When, before COVID happened, I, remember, I recall the regular parent lunches, the kids would kind of go off behind Kevin's house. And there's a bit of, um, a, bit of a different culture of the mixing of kids there um, in, in the life of the church. 9.30 congregation... Um, you know, there's obviously mixed demographic and, and kids sticking around. Nine o'clock is just a mix of both youth that attend, are a Korean in background, but might live further away and some who are, live closer. Um, yeah, and just the challenge of, like it's already been mentioned, people coming, living further away while there's a, maybe a shift starting towards being a bit closer. Um, yeah, it makes it hard to, to do those relations, as Gloria was saying, when families don't live closer to each other. So that makes the Sunday a lot more important. Um, yeah, and uh, yeah, so I think also, um, yeah, like in, in, I think from what I've noticed, it seems to be a little bit in Korean culture that um, youth hang out, people hang out with people of similar age, uh, naturally. And so maybe youth uh, struggling to talk to people, I don't know about kids' church, but of different ages or genders, seems to be quite difficult or, or less, they're more uncomfortable with doing that sort of thing, which impacts depth of relationship and also growing and learning from each other. Um, yeah, and, I, and something in my previous church, we had youth attending the young adult service, whereas here it's, they're quite separated um, and we're trying to see what we can do with that. But yeah, that, that's just some, a, a difference I've noticed. Um, so the bottom line is I think yeah, just what I've noticed is just not heaps of opportunities or, or things where, where the youth are hanging with um, young adults or the rest of the congregation. Um, yeah, so there's some observations.
um, suggestion that we received was, why don't you get together and reach out to some of the families um, that are, you know, that goes to Spark in seven or eight, in year seven or eight. So um, I quickly reached out to one of the um, ladies in my growth group and asked whether we'd be able to um, get together on a Sunday after church and hang out and um, do a few little social things. And um, yeah, and she, she said that's fine. So we've got a couple of socials that we've lined up. Um, and I guess apart from that, the, the greatest encouragement that I received from my growth group was I shared these challenges with um, some of the ladies. And because in my growth, growth group, all the ladies are a little bit older than, than I, um, they've shared how to just trust that God is in control and that you know, God actually cares about Isaac's faith more than you do. So, like, it was such a great reminder when I just heard those encouragement and prayers with my growth group ladies. So that's been really good too. So just sharing with my growth group my challenges, but as well as just lining, lining up a couple of, I guess, social gatherings in future. Um, that's what we've done. Awesome. That's really insightful. It's really helpful as well, Gloria. Thank you very much. You may have a seat. <laughs> um, so I just suppose as we go from challenges to sort of working out how we can um, address some of these challenges, I found Gloria's sort of insights really helpful because I think it um, we can come up with a whole bunch of solutions, but we just want to encourage us as a church to have your posture ready to kind of not just see it as a problem to be solved by the church. So we'll, we'll try our best as well as the staff to kind of do um, hear your concerns and do our best to kind of meet those things, um, but as well as a partnership. So we want to encourage you as well to have that attitude that um, what can we also do to encourage these friendships and relationships to happen. So um, uh, as we shift into this new area, I'll let Mike take over. <coughs> um, yeah, that was really helpful, Gloria. And I, and I was particularly encouraged... Um, yeah, because I remember she, at, at a social, she kind of was chatting to another family, um, yeah, just inviting them over for a meal and invited me to come over as well. And I was just super encouraged. I thought that was such a helpful response is actually taking the, the, the next step of getting people over and building that relationship outside of just the, the regular structures. So I've been really encouraged by Gloria with that. Um, yeah, so this meeting, is, as Mike said, it's an opportunity about um, together working towards prayerful solutions um, to, to the various things that challenges we might face. And so we're going to spend some small group discussion time now. What are some ways we can encourage relationships with other church families and leaders? What are some ways we can encourage um, relationships with other church families? Because we're, remember the, the Mickey Mouse, we're trying to, to actually say that we want to bring kids and youth into the broader congregation of the broader family so we can work together as a community project to see our kids and youth grow as disciples of Christ. So let's think together about some solutions we can come up with together that we can be involved in.
by eight and meet lucky. Do an intentional activity where we do that for families. And sometimes it's not the the corporate like in the, in the hundreds of people you can get lost, but when you can have a discreet We're on time. I don't know if we have anything like that, but that concept that we use for the adults and the families, that works well. It's like a bunch of people sitting around, discreet group, but we don't have an equivalent for the youth. Mm. Mm. No amount of nudging is going to get you sad or sad. No amount of nudging, like softly, softly, go on, go and talk to people. It's not going to work. So some children just will not work. I guess just maybe just the step is just having that conversation at home. Because, mm. like, obviously, like the leaders would say, I guess there's a new but you'll always be like, I'll like make sure that you welcome them and make sure that you, you see someone who's on their own. Like, I guess, like, having that partnership with parents as well. Because, yeah, it's like it's, it's hard to force, especially like high school kids, to do what they don't want to do.
Mm. I wrote it down as a note for my talk tomorrow. <laughs> Channel Haywon. <laughs> a wise person once said. I write many talks. <laughs> I had one yesterday. I do another one today, tomorrow. Another one on Monday. Um, so, yeah. And so, in relation to that story, a story there, I've, I keep tapping Jaden and um, Isaac, who are quite established and good friends, and and they actually go up to um, Isaac and chat to him, and, and so they kind of sometimes need the nudge. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. 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 I feel like girls and boys have like different points of like I feel like boys actually a lot of girls as well, like I feel like phones is like a big thing. Like if they don't have anyone to talk to, then they'll just be on their phone and it's really hard to like break them out of that and like chat with them. One one kid um, said to one of our other leaders, "If you take my phone, I'm not coming back." And he hasn't come back since he took his phone because one of the leaders took his phone. Yeah. 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 I guess like a thing yeah. is like kids That's don't right. bring physical Bibles anymore. Yeah. But we, we can we bring bring Bibles. I think yeah. It's, yeah. But also like bring it from home as well. Yeah. 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 It's a culture shift, isn't it? Yeah. 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 No, I think you're right. I think I noticed there's a lot of Bibles. Under, I was under there the other day, and there's a lot of Bibles under there. So. Yeah. You can see it. You can still see it. <laughs> Yeah. 
Yeah, there's all, they're always like, I don't have it, and they've got it in their bag, and then they... Yeah. All right, this is good stuff. I'm going to have fun. And so I'm keen to hear from all of the groups, again, maybe one to two solutions that, that you've come up with. Um, and what's going to happen is we're going to, um, later, we're going to have a time where we're going to individually commit to one thing that we want to do to contribute as the church family um, to helping our youth and kids grow in their faith. So just take one or two Solutions. Uh, yeah, so one solution could be uh, family meeting more proactive about trying to get to know each other and not really like in past that um, leaders talk or whatever, like the leader of the family is you know, forced to do this kind of work. So you shouldn't be dumping to other people, like somehow, like they're. So, so um, families spending time together? No, like um, you have to be more like um, proactive to know each other rather than uh, be very, um, really um, in, yeah, in, in close to yourself and always like, yeah. Yeah, so family, is it families taking the initiative to get to know one another? Yeah. Yes. If I heard this at like 2 a.m. in the living room, I was really pick up my pick up your bag and move it now.
rather than, um, yeah, then kind of focusing on the negative things that kids might do, like mm -hmm. run around crazily or kick balls or whatever, um, just focus on, yeah, on the positive, um, the positive things that kids make. So that, yeah, celebrating kids, thank you, that's what I meant to say. Uh, celebrating kids being here and helping the whole congregation. I think um, Chris Lee mentioned that the older congregations really encouraging them to see all the kids as their spiritual grandchildren, um, and that's something to be celebrated. Events at church, or is it, we we were trying to still stuff on the tape.
free conversation with them, reminding our children to um, uh, talk to other children, in, and especially the newcomers and those who may not be talking to others or maybe feeling uncomfortable. So just um, yeah, reminding at home as before they go on the Sunday to actually mm. reach out to those kids who may be friends. Encouraging, encouraging, I can't write and talk at the same time. Encouraging, like a, um, a, a welcoming mindset. Yeah. Okay. And nice. then um, to help this process, we've come up with a brilliant idea of um, investing in a box. <laughs> I like it already. <laughs> a clear box where at the entrance, um, each student, uh, History box. each student can hand in their mobile phones. It's locked. It's locked. It's locked. It's safe. Yeah. So they can see that it's locked. It's locked. And then they won't be on their devices, so they'll be more encouraged to talk. Um, and it will also encourage them to actually use physical Bibles again. And um, yeah, I think um, it will be encouraging in multiple ways. Yeah. yeah. I recall Haywon saying, like, if the parents, we work together with the parents at home, helping them with the mindset of, you know, welcoming and talking. Yeah. yeah. So we work together at yeah. that. You know. Yeah, and this will have to be forced by the parents, so it's not a it's not on the leaders to deal with um, angry or resistant children. <laughs> but yeah, it's an idealistic thought, that one is. Did you have one other one that you wanted to mention? Are you having one in mind? No. <laughs> I'm just asking giving everyone two because we started with two. Right? We did two, yeah. Oh, you've already done two. Yeah. Oh, that's true. <laughs> Okay, next table, sorry. Um, so this has sort of been touched on, but like uh, parent leader socials. Um, and also, you spoke about how there's like an end of year meal for leaders to like have sort of Thanksgiving, um, but maybe doing that more frequently, maybe even just like one extra time, like in the middle of the year, give more opportunities to you know, meet and get to know each other. Um, and the second idea is sort of like a, a phone book thing, just like a database with like information, like I guess of parents of kids who are in the same age group, just so there's you know, easy access to you know, be able to call or organize things. Um, yeah, just makes things easier to do. Mm, yeah, I remember suddenly we had like um we had the um, a little booklet with all the leaders in it. But we didn't put contact details down for the leaders. Um, so, so there you go. Put contact details. And social. So, do you mean like like this, or you mean like some time you just go out to lunch all the leaders and and parents? Yeah, that's good. This table. Um, so we had one suggestion was for the parents to gather together and pray for the children. Um, some more intentional prayer. Together with other youth parents, 
Um, another one is very similar to social activities and what Gloria shared about like parents inviting um, kids who have uh, youth of similar age over and in their house, um, but also for leaders as well as uh, I can think of a senior boy who goes to Sparkling Night who wasn't a Christian and joined and became a Christian. And so for him, his parents don't come to our church. And so for him to be a part of that church family, maybe also experiencing Christian family at someone else's house. And so that also gives him the opportunity to take part in that. Something I did at my old church um, youth group was we, we did these things called house nights, which was, because it was on a Friday night, we had different families have different um, age groups over and the parent would run a devotion and then a game, and then provide a meal. Um, and yeah, so, but it's harder because obviously we have lunch, Sunday like goes into lunch, but everyone's you know, already at church, so, but um, somehow, yeah, having, having the group, groups over to a house would be really valuable. Yeah. Did you, any, no other ones? No, that's good. Yeah, just group. Um, yeah, lots of similar ones, but um, a few other ideas that um, were also suggest, suggested for the discussion in our group were um, maybe uh, visiting other congregations more, like, um, if possible, like, maybe even people that, you know, in the SBF or, like, vice versa or, or different things. Um, obviously not every week, but um, just whenever, um, just to kind of mingle more across, um, yeah, different generations and that sort of thing. Um, another thing that we've been doing a little bit at Ignite is discipling kids during the week outside of Ignite, one-to-one or in groups, smaller groups. So um, if that's happening, maybe if the parents can um, kind of make that like signal to the kids that that's an important time, and even if you're having a busy week, um, to try and make that a priority. Um, as much as, yeah, obviously, um, the leaders doing that as well. Um, and, and even on that, like if you have a, a youth that you'd like discipled, um, you know, like obviously we all do, you think, yeah, you want to contact us and we can, you know, try and work something out. Right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, the, other, the other interesting one was um, making use of technology in different ways. So maybe, um, uh, I don't know, just to like a chat group with parents and leaders um, to see. I guess your emails kind of do that in an in indirect way, but um, a more instant form of communication could be another potential. Parent leader chat. <laughs> it's like well, all night, you know? It's like it's like a big night chat. It's all night. You know? Young's just sending all these gifts. Great. So um, looks like we've got a, a whole lot of fantastic ideas and it sounds like we've all discussed a few extra ones on top of that um, so sometimes all it takes is just getting together and and yeah coming up with things that we think will be valuable and we haven't maybe discussed together um, so that we can potentially commit to um, working together to see our, our kids and youth formed I've got um there's a lot of great um, suggestions thank you so much for all of those I've got I've got some um, that you know, um, some suggestions that we're trying to do it with youth ministry and then some I've observed and then some ideas to consider, which um, will come up on the screen, I think, as well. So things we're trying to do with youth ministry is invite adults to run panels to teach and model to the youth 
uh, and build relationships. And so we had one on serving and one on work last term. And when, when Sam Huang came along, he also joined the game. And that was great, having a parent jump in a game. I mean, well, not all of you want their parents coming in during the game, but I was encouraged. Um, um, yeah, we did a Spark versus SBF Fun Day recently, um, inviting seniors to lunch with SBFers and to SBF once a term. Still a new thing and trying to work out how to make that work effectively, but um, that's something. Um, not, if you ever have a holiday free and you want to join Holiday Spark, because we're always trying to get new leaders um, to, to give our normal leaders a rest, and so the youth do get to meet more adults in that time, it's great, right? You know, spend time the Bible, playing games. If you want to be involved, and maybe kids' church as well might have opportunities, maybe in the holiday club coming up or whatever. Um, yeah. Um, uh, um, getting youth to serve alongside adults at the Spring Carnival is one thing we're doing coming up, um, which will be great. Um, holding a baptism confirmation service, hopefully next year, so we can celebrate our, the faith of our kids together. Um, and yeah, at Ignite, we're, we're mixing the, the genders and the age groups, um, um, which will uh, also hopefully um, be a positive thing as older youth in, um, minister to younger youth. And a combined youth event to make connections with other youth in the local area, which is not adults, but um, other people inputting into them. What I'm noticing some adults are doing. Um, so I've noticed I, Isaac um, and Dan Gillis, um, at the end of Ignite, they actually come and they hang out and they play ping pong and they're just around. So there's an opportunity to maybe connect with, with the youth and, and also to other parents. Um, parents are making meals for, for Spark and Ignite and for this event as well. And I think that's fantastic. And we're trying to move some of those meals because of some feedback into the time of Spark, have more informal time. But I also want to say, like, if you're ever preparing a meal, feel free to... I know Haywon's really, really good um, at this kind of, kind of thing. Like, and this is not only making a meal, but also drop off and pick up. Haywon, when she picks up the, her um, Miriam and Levi at Spark, she actually comes into the building and just... Just kind of waits for them and just has a chat to whoever's around and and and, and in the same way that that um yeah that Isaac and and also Dan do just that's great actually coming out of the car and being around that's actually quite a helpful thing for youth to get to know someone older um, because nine thirty is now starting to see high schools coming through the nine thirty congregation is prioritizing ignite partly because partly for for because it's good local outreach but also because on Sundays. They get to hang, the youth get to hang out and the kids with the wider family. I know it's, our structures inhibit that in other situations, but I think that's a good priority that they've tried to do if they've got kids coming up into year seven. Um, and like I already mentioned, some parents involving like kids or youth leaders in the life of, uh, and fan, life and activities. So Gloria Irons mentioned, Gloria um, Spratt, all the Glorias are doing a great job. She invited Mike and I to like a birthday for their, for their son. Um, and... Um, yeah, and we're going to hear from, from Lisa in a moment uh, a bit more about that. And I'm also really encouraged, 11.30 Congregation is actually praying, I think, every Wednesday morning. They get together and they pray, and I think that's what an encouragement to, that they're praying for um, our kids and youth and, and um, all of that. So, some ideas to consider, um, which, which some of these have already been mentioned. Invite youth and kids into your home. Um, involve uh, kids and youth leaders in, in your family's life and activities. Those have been already mentioned, but go over them. Uh, look for opportunities for your kids and youth to serve alongside you in your congregation. Serving grows maturity. And so like the spring fair coming up, 
or when we did at 9.30, we did some um, support raising for the house party and the, the kids got involved with the bake store. Um, and so I thought that was encouraging. So if you can think of a, a way they could serve alongside you, and I know many of you do, but I think that's a, a great. And then they'll meet other adults as they do that. And, um, yeah, and, and the young adult congregation possibly having um, youth get more involved in that. Um, yeah, and so at morning tea or after youth group, if you see a youth, um, I would encourage you to go and, go and chat to them, um, as Haywon Hay- I mentioned has been doing, and get to ask, you can just get to know them informally, but you can also ask, what did you learn today? And actually um, ask some faith-related questions. Um, um, yeah, another one is consider whether you or other young um, adults could serve in kids' church ministry or Friday at Fields. Andrew Louie was helping at Friday at Fields, and Josh is at 9 a.m., but he comes to Ignite. So maybe, maybe you serving could be a way you could connect. Um, and if you are a parent, make sure you are spending in. This is just a parent to child thing, but something I just want to encourage um, because I know we're all very busy, but I think informal time with your kids and youth is really valuable because that's in the, the context in which a kid or youth might raise the personal struggles or doubts that's going on and you can kind of share your own personal struggles and doubts and then minister to them in, in that kind of way. And so just as a parent to a, to a kid in formal time with them, we're doing whatever, I think is really valuable for, for growing the faith of our kid, kids and young people. And, um, and commit to praying for a youth or a, or a kid um, you know, and you can even send, you know, to, you know, I don't know, whatever safe ministry appropriate, you can send a message to encourage, you know. Um, it's what, something I try and do. But, um, yeah, here's some possible structural considerations. Consider our structures on a Sunday and whether we um, encourage youth to spend time with, morning, with the congregation morning tea and lunch. Um, yeah, consider having the seniors join SBF. If you have a senior youth and we're trying to do that once, once a, once a term, encourage your senior youth to come along. Um, we might be considering a new youth or young adult service, I think, possibly here, and so that's another possible thing in the future. Um, one, another possibility is at some point we've discussed whether it, uh, Sundays might become more Bible study focused and Ignite Fridays might start to move towards uh, becoming a more primary youth group, and so that's something we've discussed and are considering, but who, who knows when that might happen. And you know, if, if we do get a building project happening at St Andrews, maybe we could streamline some congregations so our you know, kids and youth can spend time together in the church family. Um, yeah, so those are just a couple of structural suggestions that for the, for the future that might be possible, but obviously it's not in our control, a lot of those things. Um, so now I would like to invite the G's up, actually in particular Lisa, because her husband's at home. So Lisa, you want to come on up? Um, yeah, the G's are a new family to our church, and so just like the Conyers, we thought it was great to get to know them. And so, um, yeah, do you want to just share um, who's in your family? Where did you get that photo from? Is that Facebook? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> good one. Hi, everybody. I'm Lisa G, relatively new to the church at 9am. Um, we started attending late March this year. Um, I've got four children. Uh, Emily is 15, Kimberly's 12, Kiralee's 9, Adam's 5. So we've got two in primary and two in the high school. Yeah, awesome. And so um, you've been here since r- roughly April or May. Yeah. Um, what has your experience of kids and youth 
been like? Um, our experience has been wonderful. Um, initially coming and deciding on a church, um, I reached out firstly to um, Pastor Huey and Helen and they really um, encouraged us and welcomed us. And then through that, um, Helen introduced me to Mike Taylor because my biggest concern was for the inclusion and integration for my eldest daughter, Emily, who has an intellectual disability. And we've struggled um, in the church setting for her to participate um, in age-appropriate youth groups or um, even the kids' ministry. So I've primarily been her carer. And just reaching out to Mike, he was very... Um, welcoming, understanding, and he really used his resources and he's like, he's an energizer battery funny. So he's just like, yes, I'm gonna do this, 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 and this, and introduce people um, who could potentially help support Emily. And so through regular conversations and meetings, um, Emily, I'm pleased to say, um, praise God, that Emily has integrated well into Ignite and is loving that. Kimberly is in year seven, attends Meriden. She has a few friends who also attend the same school and she just loves having that fellowship of peers, you know, same age peers around her. Um, so yes, Ignite's been wonderful. The kids are loving it, very happy. And then with the Sunday school primary, so Kiralee for Adam Kindy, um, my chin met us the first time we walked in. First impression was calm, loving, friendly. The kids just went with him into Sunday school and they're loving it. So we, uh, we came from a church plant where there weren't a lot of kids their age in the Sunday school and now they're in a bigger group. They're making friends. So yeah, the experience has been positive for everybody. Mm. Yeah, it's been really encouraging having you and your family at our church. Um, how have other families and leaders sought to build relationship with you and your kids or how have you initiated to draw others in to build relationship with your youth and kids? Okay, um, basically Dan and I um, are used, I guess our history in the church has been you know, constantly giving and serving and, and, and leading um, the church plant that we were originally in. And for us, it just came naturally for us to want to get to know people within the church and form relationships. So we reached out to uh, Pastor Hugh and Helen, we invited them to our home, we invited um, Mike Chin and Mike Taylor's family, we said, just bring our family, we'll just have a big meal together, get to know each other. Um, and we've actively um, reached out and connected with families um, with children. And in turn, I've also been invited to dinners and coffee meetups. So we've just made an active effort to get to know people. Um, and even like a church, it's sort of, you know, not be scared or shy just to say hi and make that first step. Um, yeah, so that's how we've just gotten to know people and yeah, make mm. connections. Yeah, yeah, so I just think it's worth, um, yeah, so I think it's been a good model and encouragement to me to see how they've um, even though they're new and they don't know many people, they've actually taken the front foot and initiated in relationships and families. 
And even when, um, you know, Kimberly was, has been going through a hard time, you've invited Pip and I over and we've been able to hang out with her. And so it's very, very proactive. And, and so I think that's just a good, good model and encouragement for all of us. So thank you for thank what you. you've done. Thanks for having yeah. us. Yeah, thanks so much. Round of applause. Um, so, um, yeah, now we're going to um, have a little bit of time where you're going to have some personal reflection time. Um, so, yeah, just spend... This, this time is for you to think about what you think will be helpful for, to commit to in terms of uh, involving the church family, involving your family um, in, in the life of our church to help form our kids and young people. So what's something um, yeah, you could commit to that's going to... Yeah, help involve yourself, your family in the, the life and faith of our kids and young people and our leaders. So just spend a moment. This is just quiet reflection. You can, maybe on your phone you can just write down something um, that you think will be helpful to commit to. Cool. Well, um, yeah, obviously this is the, the beginning of, of more um, thought, thought and prayer regarding how we can continue and involve ourselves as a church family in the life and faith of our young people. Um, so obviously continue to have those conversations when, maybe when you get home um, and, yeah, like let us, um, let us as leaders um, and Mike Chin and I, let us know um, anything, any other suggestions that you might have or thoughts off the back of today. But we've been very encouraged. Um, what, what we'd love for you to do now in tables is just to pray. Pray through the things that we've discussed together. So um, we'll spend a few minutes praying.
We did also pray for the kids and youth. Um, we thank you so much that you are um, a God of all ages and all people, and that your gospel is able to be understood um, by children but also by um, adults as well. And we just pray that, um, yeah, that you would help the kids to understand um, their sin and their need for you in in their lives and we just pray that yeah that through kids church and youth group and also just church in general that you'll be able to soften their hearts and um, help them to accept you as their Lord and Savior. Tell these things in your son's name. Amen.
by this. Thank you for all the parents here, for all the ways that they um, invest in their young youth and kids to um, grow to love Jesus. I pray that you just keep um, granting them wisdom and energy um, and um, yeah, the right thing to say or when not to, to say something um, yeah, so that they can um, yeah, continue to see their, their young people grow as disciples of Jesus. I pray that um, yeah, you keep helping them, as Gloria was saying originally, to keep trusting in your sovereignty. You care more about these kids than, than we do and that, um, yeah, that you, you say the work that you began, um, you, you will see through to completion in, in the lives of these young people. And um, so I just pray you, you, you grant um, strong relationships um, amongst the, the families here today so that um, together we might um, be encouraged to see you at work through our church family to see young people come to know Jesus. In Jesus' name. Let's, let's I'll close in prayer. Um, Heavenly Father, um, yeah, we commit to you all that we've discussed today, um, praying that you would work through our church family, uh, that uh, we might see our young people grow as disciples of Jesus. And um, yeah, we commit this to you in Jesus' name. Amen. Um, thanks everyone for, for coming today. I hope you found it helpful. I hope you've maybe made a few more connections with people from across our parish, uh, across parents and across leaders and parents. And, um, yeah, really encouraged to see, um, yeah, the way that God uses these relationships here. So blessed to have such a, a large uh, church family. And so, um, yeah, Mike and I are really thankful for all of you being here, committing to um, seeing our young people grow as disciples of Jesus.